Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop and explore the world of Korean beauty all from the comfort of your own house. And of course, your guide to what is going on here in Korea right now. So I hope you guys are as excited as I am for another week of headlines. It was a jam-packed. I actually had trouble picking what to include for this week's episode because there is so much going on at the moment here in Korea. So let's jump straight into it and take a look. Now, the road shop brands here in Korea are apparently looking overseas to boost their sales. And if you're not familiar with the term road shop, this is uh, a word that's really commonly used in Korea to refer to the first generation of cosmetics stores, of K-beauty stores. And I think they call them road shops because they are on the road. You can walk past them on the street. At least that's how I've always interpreted it as. So what are the road shop brands then? And what are the first generation ones? Uh, the big ones I can think of off the top of my head are Skin Food, Misha, Nature Republic, Innocent free, uh, Tony Moly, Holika Holika. So those are the kind of ones that have just been around in Korean beauty for a very long time. And over here in Korea, we call them road shop brands. So Beauty Nuri, which is one of the cosmetic reporting websites, was reporting that a lot of these first generation brands have had a really hard time with their sales and sales have actually shrunk for a while. Uh, and I can confirm this even just from what I've been seeing in the market. Skin food in particular was one that just had a whole heap of problems for ages, wasn't doing very well. And what they were saying is that a lot of these kind of brands have turned a surplus this year. Year. And one of the main reasons for that has been their continued growth overseas. So Skin Food in particular recorded 16.295 billion won, which is around, uh, let's call it million, let's call it around 16 million. That's very rough <laughs> based on the exchange rate as it used to be, probably not as it is right now, but just to give you a rough idea. And they also did 2.2 billion won in operating profit in the first half of this year. So that's actually a growth of about 13.5% for them. And they think that the biggest factor in turning everything around was their overseas trade, so online and also cross-border, as well as their domestic sales here in Korea. Now, they had a whole heap of problems. The former CEO of Skin Food ended up in jail, just to give you like a little bit of an insight into the scope of how big the problems were with their management. So they've done a big overhaul, obviously, and... Uh, and, you know, are currently run by someone who is not in jail, which is always a bonus. Uh, and one of their products that has contributed to their success in the market is their Royal Honey Propolis in Rich Essence, which I know a lot of you love. That is quite a popular skin food product on Style Story as well. So I think that that is responsible for a lot of their domestic sales here and also their overseas ones. So that is a bit of good news for them. And they weren't the only one. Beauty Nuri was also reporting on Clio Cosmetics, having recorded 65.9 billion won in sales and an operating profit of 3.6. 
2006. Uh, so that was an increase of 13.8% and 78.2% respectively compared to the same period last year. And Clio Cosmetics, which is responsible for a whole lot of different brands, including the Clio branded products, they are focusing on online and global business. Uh, and in particular, they are doing really well in Japan. Their number of offline stores in Japan increased 10%. And also in the US, their sales are up as well. Nature Republic, another brand that has succeeded in turning a profit in the first quarter this year, and their sales were about 29 billion won. So the sales were actually down, but their profit profitability is up. Now, I'm not sure how uh, familiar a lot of our listeners will be with Nature Republic just because they really have never succeeded to the same extent, certainly in the Western markets as some of the other uh, first generation roadshop brands. They do well in the US. They're also in Hong Kong and Japan. Uh, but I'm not sure. You'll have to let me know where you're based and if, if Nature Republic is a big brand over where you are, because I'm not sure that I ever really saw that brand take off, certainly in Australia. They've always had a couple of products that have sort of floated around, but nothing really groundbreaking and nothing that would make people definitely want to shop from them. Uh, But apparently their profitability is up. Now, the other one that was reported on was Able CNC, and that is the parent company behind Misha and Apure. And they have also been expanding their multi-brand strategy and also their online business. So Misha has a very old history as an online brand. I'm pretty sure it's about a 20-year-old business in terms of its online sales. So they recorded 56.4 billion won in sales and 500 million won in operating profit. Uh, And their sales in Japan, China, and US were responsible for a lot of their growth. In particular, their, the sale uh, sales recorded by their Japanese branch rose 14 point, uh, 14% year on year. And that is apparently because of a pure, which is doing really well over there. Uh, and, but they're also doing well in China, which would be probably one of the few Korean brands really doing well over there. So that is just a little bit of a wrap up in terms of how the historic brands are doing. So these are just the ones that have, you know, honestly probably catapulted K-Beauty to where it is now in the first place. But of course, it's a lot more competitive for them at the moment. Uh, So many new brands coming onto the market that they are competing with. They have had to deal with all of the same problems as everyone else in terms of COVID, the cost of, you know, materials rising, the cost of shipping everything everywhere. So interesting stats and results, but it looks like a lot of them are bouncing back. So that from uh, the perspective of someone that has watched them over the years makes me kind of happy. I like to see old brands doing well. So there you go. That was in the headlines. Now, the second one in the headlines that caused me to chuckle a little bit just because it made me think of J-Lo and her, you know, owing her glowing complexion to olive oil. Apparently, olive oil is in a production crisis at the moment, and that is because of global warming. There is an ongoing heat wave in Spain that is causing issues, and this is rippling, having a ripple effect all over the world. Obviously, it doesn't just impact the olive oil that people like JLo are apparently putting all over their face. It also will have an impact on cooking oil and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of related to what's going on 
on in the cosmetic industry uh you know some people seem to think that that is the product that has really made the biggest difference uh, for their skin so hopefully JLo can maybe use a few of her own products because it looks like olive oil will be in trouble for the time being now another interesting piece of news because i know a lot of you like to hear random factoids from korea uh so this is a random factoid so there are quite a few of the second hand trading apps over here we've got one, uh, one called jungo nara which is secondhand world we've got carrot market which i think may be overseas as well i'm pretty sure carrot is a global app we have other ones called lightning market and hello market and what people do is they sell their secondhand stuff on these apps so everything from like used baby like products to what else have i seen on there like pretty much everything that you can think of or like luxury secondhand luxury things that people don't want anymore and what this article was saying is that it is illegal for people to sell their cosmetic samples their health functional foods so things like red ginseng and lactic acid you can't sell them on the secondhand apps like this so the korea consumer agency has been sort of keeping an eye on what people are selling on the apps and they found a total of 5434 non-trade items that were on these apps are uh, in April and basically they were just issuing a reminder and a warning to people that you aren't allowed to do that and if you sell stuff like this on these apps you can be punished if you sell cosmetic samples you can be sentenced to up to 3 years in prison or fined up to 30 million won under article 36 of the cosmetics act uh, do i think they are going to send anyone to prison for 3 years for selling their secondhand cosmetics stuff on the internet on a secondhand trading app like definitely it's not going to happen people don't even end up in 3 for 3 years in prison for like really serious offense, offenses like rape and things like that so no i do not think anyone will end up in prison but i just thought that that was a little bit of an interesting one because you know i'm sure there are point i don't know if you can sell secondhand cosmetics that have been used on like ebay uh or places like that maybe maybe you can but there's certainly a lot of people that are selling them on Facebook in groups and things like that so just a little heads up i guess if that's you in Korea that's a no go uh non tradable items apparently there's a whole list of them uh but health functional foods medicines cosmetic samples um Regin saying lactobacillus all of that are out so you cannot sell them. So that was just another interesting piece of news that I came across so I thought I would share it with you. Uh so yeah, let us move on to this week's question of the week. And this came from one of our lovely listeners who was asking, Lauren, what are some products that really work for blackheads and whiteheads on the chin? Uh and oh my gosh i can relate to this so well because if i'm going to get a blackhead you can almost guarantee it's going to be somewhere along the chin or you know the jaw line that is just a really problematic area for me uh and you know often hormonal causes are the reason that we get breakouts and things like that along the chin particularly at the time of the month that can be a lot of uh, a problem for a lot of people i know my, my cousin she said to me i 
always get at least three on my chin every single time I get my period. Like it's just a thing. It happens every single month. It's so frustrating. So what are some products that actually work? Two that I will recommend. First is a good cleansing balm to remove your makeup, your dirt, your oil, and your SPF at the end of the day. Oils melt oils. So when we're talking about buildup of, you know, sebum and oiliness in the skin, you want to dissolve that cleansing balms. You can use a cleansing oil depending on what kind of formula you prefer, uh, but that's what I do. And then a clay mask twice a week is the other thing that just really makes a big difference, particularly for the blackheads and sebaceous filaments. Now, if you are prone to dryness like I am, you can spot treat. You don't need to put the clay mask all over your whole face, particularly if you have spots that you get you know a little bit of dryness a little bit of dermatitis just avoid them and spot treat I will often do my clay mask almost like a beard and just do it around my cheeks and my jawline because that's where I get most of my congestion so you can do that too no one else needs to see you don't need to leave it on for very long uh, the products that I personally use are Subi's bare skin balm as my cleansing balm and hollow dream uh, brightening pore minimizing mask. In the past, I used Innisfree's Volcanic Pore Clay Mask as my go-to, but I personally think that that is a better product for people with oily and combination skin types. Uh, So there are a couple of options for you. If you want even more, we did a whole episode of products, K-Beauty products for busting blackheads on episode 54 of the podcast. So a little while back, but if you scroll back down through, you should be able to find it. I will link to that one in the show notes. The other thing is I went and did a little quick search and we have a blog post up on the Style Story blog about the best K-Beauty products for blackheads as well. So I will link that in the show notes. So just scroll down in your app and you can find the link there whole list of products. Uh, Hopefully you'll be able to find some that look like a good fit for you. Uh, But yeah, they, that actually does work uh, for blackheads and whiteheads. I mean, the other good thing for whiteheads is the pimple patches, obviously, but if you can try and just get the blackheads out without getting your fingers in there, uh, that is the best way. And the other thing is if you guys aren't a hundred percent sure on the difference between a sebaceous filament and a blackhead, go and take a look on the internet because I know a lot of times people think they have a whole bunch of blackheads for example on their nose but it's actually just your filaments and while there are things that you can do to sort of clear them out getting in there and picking them all out one by one is a terrible idea so softening them up with a clay mask is definitely the better way to go Uh, so go and check that out go and do a quick google search if you're not sure what that means if you haven't heard of that term before they're not all blackheads Uh, in most cases. So just go and check that out. Now, on to our new releases for this week. And I have uh, good news for you guys. And that is that we have released our newest Jellico product. And that is our cherry on top scrunchies. So what we did is, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm doing my skincare, you know, you see people on like Instagram and TikTok and they do their skincare with their hair down. I have never been able to do that. Uh, I just cannot stand the feeling of my hair 
getting in my face and getting like the oil and grease on it when I'm doing my skincare. I need it back. Uh, and there are obviously lots of different ways you can do that. You can use one of those headbands with the little cat ears on it. You can use a regular headband. But I thought, you know what? I personally love something that's a little bit cute. So why don't we do a set of scrunchies that you can use while you're doing your skincare and let's, while we're at it, make it out of a material that is actually good for your hair. It's something that will prevent breakages and split ends. So we went away, we found a local lady here in Korea that makes them all uh, and she made them for us. So what we've got is we've got two satin scrunchies in each little kit. We've done them up in two different shades of pink, our Jellico shades, I guess you could say. And we made up, we were really umming and ahhing what to do about the boxes because obviously scrunchies are kind of bulky. And I was just thinking to myself, like, obviously if they end up on a shelf somewhere, it's better that they're in a box. But then I saw how a lot of other brands were doing theirs. And I was just like, no, I just feel like that's a bit of a waste and it's probably just going to go straight in the bin. So why don't we do something a little bit different? friend and we brainstormed it we were like okay let's do a little mini travel size bag that you could actually take with you and pop a few products with you when you're going on the road and let's use that as the container for them so that's what we did everything was made here in Korea so we went and we made up little uh it's a little mini skincare sized set a travel bag of with the Jellico logo on it, obviously, that you can actually, you can put your scrunchies in there, but it's see-through. So if you're going on a flight and you know you have to have everything in a clear bag, you can take this with you. And it fits a couple of little things that you could have in your cabin luggage with you so that you don't need to worry about getting like one of those, you know, um, Ziploc bags and putting that in. So that's what we've done. We thought while we're at it, we would throw in the sample sizes of our two most popular products, which are our Dewy Glaze Toner and our Bubble Tea Steam Cream. So for every little set, you get your two scrunchies in the two different colors. You get your travel size bag and then the two uh, little samples, uh, one's two mils and one's four mils of our best-selling products. So you can try them too in case you haven't already tried them. So we've used a really, really high quality satin and satin is the superior thing to use for something like this because it moves with your hair and that makes it a lot more forgiving. So basically, you know, you can use them as a cute accessory on your wrist as well if you want to, but they do also work to just take care of your hair while you are doing your skincare to prevent breakages and split ends. So go and check those out. It's just something a little bit cute and fun. Uh, I've been using mine for a couple of months. I absolutely love them. Uh, So hopefully you guys will love them too. So go and check them out. They are new. Uh, And to go along with that, we have also got a couple of new hair care products that are new up on the Style Story website just to team with the theme of K-Beauty hair care. So what are those two new products? They are Innisfree products. The first one is Innisfree's Camellia Essential Hair Oil Serum. Now, if you're not familiar with Camellia, it is a, such a popular product in Korea, particularly for hair care. Uh, and it's got a really long history. It's been used in Korea for centuries because it you know, nourishes the hair and adds shine to it. 
it. So this is a perfect product to use on dry, damaged, brittle hair. Uh, and it actually contains fermented camellia oil, camellia ceramide, and camellia extract. So a nice hair oil serum there. And then the second product we have is their essential hair treatment. And this is almost like a uh, like a conditioner, uh, but it, you can, it helps to lock in the nutrients into your hair. It provides each strand with moisture and leaves it feeling really smooth. And they've thrown a lot of really nice ingredients into this one, including the camellia seed oil. It's also got coconut oil. It's got your argan oil, your jojoba and ceramide as well. Uh, so there you go. A couple of different products for you if you are looking to care for your hair with some K-Beauty products. I know we've had a, a few of our listeners sort of reach out and ask, you know, and we did our episode a little while back on hair care in Korea. So there are a few more options for you. We've actually, because we've now got quite a few uh, hair products that you can use. We've actually put up a new section on our website where you can find, I'm pretty sure it's hair and body products together. Uh, so go and check that out if you're after anything that's not for your face, basically. I think we've also got, uh, we've got a foot uh, a foot, like a heel cream as well. That is very, very popular. Uh, so you can go and check all of those out. They're in one section of the website. Basically anything that doesn't belong on your face, we've just grouped them all together to make it a little bit easier for you guys to find them. All right, now over to the new reviews. And we had so many that I've had to sort of just pick out a few because you guys are really getting into your reviewing, which I absolutely love to see uh, because of course you can earn points for every review that you leave, which you can redeem as cash towards your next purchase. I've said it so many times, I think people are like, yes, must leave my review, must leave my points. So I've had to sort of cherry pick a couple out. The first one was for 23 years old Aqua Bab modeling mask. So this was our testers club product. This is the most recent round of our testing club. And so the reviews are sort of starting to come through for this product. Uh, and this one was a five-star review from one of our reviewers who said, I've used many face masks. However, the 23 years old Aqua Bab modeling Modeling mask is by far the best I've used. I received a box which contains four uses. It's quite easy to make and use. The instructions are very easy to follow. Basically mixing sachet one, then two, and using the little mixing application stick. The texture is quite thick. I was surprised at how well it held onto my face and stayed there as I did apply a thick layer all over my face. The mask has a nice cool effect and when it dries, it doesn't feel stiff or dry on my skin. It felt quite nourishing and soft, a little like a jelly feel. To remove the mask, I started from the bottom and rolled it upwards. It was super easy and clean to come off. Then I gently patted the excess into my skin. The results were amazing. My skin was super hydrated. I felt like my pores and fine lines were less visible. I had an instant glow to my skin. I applied the mask in the AM so I could enjoy the benefits of the mask throughout the day. My makeup applied so 
beautifully. I had a really nice flawless look without the effort. I'm so happy with it. Definitely a holy grail for me. I highly recommend. So thank you very much to our Testers Club reviewer there. That was a very, very thorough review. I almost feel like I was applying it with her. So thank you very much. And then we had two that were a little bit, a little bit shorter, but that's totally fine. Short and sharp is a great way to go about it as well. The first one was a five star for iUnique's Centella Bubble Cleanser. And this says best cleanser. I've been buying this quite often as the foam is very subtle to my face and I love the feeling of my skin refreshed after my shower. So very happy to hear that you found a cleanser that you love. And then the final one was a five-star review for our Jellico Dewy Glaze Toner. And our reviewer said, so glowy, never had such glowy skin since using this toner. Love adding it into my routine. So thank you so much to everyone that shared their product reviews. I'm also just going to quickly read out one of the reviews that we had left for the podcast. And this one is from Nikki, who said, fun and informative. I absolutely love this podcast and have listened to every episode. Oh God, Nikki, don't tell me that. (laughs) I love it, but that's a a lot of listening to me talking. (laughs) Host Lauren Lee is amazing. And when she says she's a K-beauty expert, she absolutely means it. Whether you are interested in some of the nitty gritty details on how ingredients work or want to learn about the latest trends in Seoul, this podcast has it covered. It's also fun to learn about her journey creating the brand Jelly Co. But my favorite thing about this podcast is how intelligent, honest, and ethical Lauren is when presenting information. I can really count on it to be factual and trust it to guide what I put on my face, which is a big deal. Thank you so much, Nikki. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. Okay. That is a, a lot of responsibility for what you're putting on your face. I'm, I'm starting to feel like, oh gosh, I really should. <laughs> Look, I do fact check everything I say, but it's true. It is, it's, it is your face and yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Noted that you guys are actually taking it really seriously. And I really appreciate that you do put that trust into, into what I'm telling you. And that is why I do fact check and research. It's taking me longer and longer actually to put these episodes together for you guys. I pretty much have to devote half a day to podcasting just because also as we get more and more people listening, it's, it is a little bit of a, you know, it makes me a little bit nervous (laughs) sometimes just because I know how many people are actually, you know, taking on board everything. And I want to make sure that I don't let you guys down. So thank you very much for your review. Uh, And it is another reminder to me to just do the best I can because I know that you're actually listening to it. So look, let me jump into the final part of the show for today, which is the recommendation of the week. Uh, And this is just a fun kind of segment where we do something that's not necessarily K-beauty related uh, and maybe just a little bit broader career related. And the one I had for you guys, I was reminded about it because I saw that they have just put out a new flavor. Okay, so the product is Choco Pie. And if you haven't seen it or haven't tried it before, 
It is basically two small round layers of cake and it has a filling in the middle, like a marshmallowy type filling, and then they cover it with chocolate or something else. So this is a product that you definitely should be able to get your hands on overseas. The only caveat I will make is that the really good stuff is kind of hard to come by outside of Korea. The best choco pie I have found, and if you're visiting Korea, make sure you've got this on your list. It is a bakery in Jeonju and it is called PNB. Uh, and there's one today that exists in the Hanok village, but the original bakery was founded all the way back in 1951. They make amazing, amazing choco pie uh, in a couple of sort of more traditional flavors. So that is the really, really good one if you can get your hands on that. But if you can't, there are a lot of versions of choco pie made by the conglomerates like Lotte and Orion. So what sort of sparked me to even mention this in the first place is that I saw that one of them is doing a limited edition, a summer one, which is watermelon flavor. And I was like, oh my gosh, they really just churn out so many different flavors. Over the years, I have tried so many different ones uh, in Jolmi, which is like a traditional Korean sticky uh, rice cake kind of dessert and they turned that into a choco pie which I personally love in Jolmi so that was a good one for me. They've done cherry blossom, strawberry blossom, green tea, banana. I had banana a few years ago and I, I like bananas so I enjoyed that. They've done red bean, They've done black sugar milk, tea, mint, so many different flavors. So that is a pretty big um, deal in Korea. If you go into a supermarket here and walk down like the the junk food aisle, I would call it for want of a better word, like, you know, chocolates, lollies, cakes and biscuits and stuff like that. Like, oh, a disproportionate amount of shelf space is devoted to choco pie in this country. Uh, apparently it actually did originate in America, but I would say, honestly, the current crop of what is being sold here now is very much Koreanized, very much to the Korean palate. And they've kind of taken the original idea with the chocolate covered cake and run with it and just done like a million different things to it. So if you haven't already tried it, try it. But if you're kind of like, yeah, this is not that great, Keep it in the back of your mind and if you ever visit Korea, go and find PNB. Uh, that is the place where you will get the best choco pie, in my humble opinion. Uh, but yeah, so choco pie is my recommendation of the week. I hope that you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I will be back with another episode for you on Thursday. But until then, I will see you on Star Story. 